Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. <laughs> what up, ladies and gentlemen? Hernan Cias here, host of the Business Bros podcast, along with my co-host, the insurance bro, James Cias, and you can't see me. I feel a little bit like John Cena. <laughs> you can't, you can't <laughs> see me. <laughs> All right, but hey, welcome back, everybody, to the fourth installment of our five-part series with two of our favorite guests. As a recap, we've had some great topics from these guys already. Check out our previous episodes to learn about the two-account re- reconciliation system, personal budgeting, how to present your business to Shark Tank, and now today, we're excited to bring to you something very relevant for everyone this time of year, IRS secrets. So join us today as we build on what we've already learned and give a warm welcome back to the Invictus Advisors, Jeff Redondo and Vidal Espinosa. Hi. All right, ladies and gents, look, before we get into these IRS secrets, I want to remind everybody we got a hundred hoodies, blankets, sweaters that we're trying to collect. We're halfway there. We got some pickups scheduled, which we got to get on those pickup schedules. 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com so we can get those sweaters in ASAP. We got a couple days to the end of the month, so hit them up. James is also the insurance guy, so if you guys need help with your homeowners, auto, workers' comp, any of those insurance liabilities that are you know pending, looming, things you need to get done really quick, 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com. And today, we're doing a different show sponsor. We're going to be at an event next Tuesday. What's Woo-hoo. the event called? Fuck, Fuck up, up nights. <laughs> exactly what it sounds like, ladies and gentlemen. Look, everybody messes up. We all make mistakes, right? And sometimes we make the mistake in business. And this is the opportunity for you guys to come here, professionals in the industry, talk about the days that they messed up, things that they, that they fucked up on, and how they learned from those mistakes. And if you don't fuck up, you're not doing anything. You're not. You should be okay with making mistakes. That's kind of that's part of life. You make a decision. You move in a direction. And guess what? Sometimes that direction doesn't work out. You modify. You adapt. You change. And then you re you know structure where you're going. You're still going in the same direction, but you're gonna trip and fall. You just get back up and keep going. But you need to learn from those fuck ups. If you don't learn from those messes, guess what? Life is gonna teach you again, and it's gonna teach you again. It's gonna teach you again until you learn your lesson. I 100% Otherwise, if you really don't learn, if you don't understand the lesson that life itself is trying to teach you through those fuck-ups, it's going to repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat. It's not insanity. It's you're not learning. Well, I think not learning is insanity. It is. I mean, otherwise you're you're going at it over and over and over again expecting a different result. Well, learn the lesson. Make the change. Adapt. And keep going. And... Our fuck up, fuck up team. We already fucked it up. Oh yeah. Tell me a little insider scoop. What happened? You just learned. 
<laughs> you know, you you, uh, you you bring on people that you think are going to do a job, and then they don't do a job, and then you bring on other people you think they're going to do a job, and they don't do the job. So then you have to end up, you know, doing it yourself. and Picking up it, the slack. Yeah. And so um, we definitely have learned from that, you know, from this. Uh, this will be our first one on Tuesday night, so we're really excited. Your awesome host here, Hernan, is going to be one of our speakers. So yeah. you definitely need to come out and... And Vidal will be another speaker, and then we have one other speaker. Taide Aburto. Uh, yeah, from the Hispanic Chamber of E-Commerce. And he's made a lot of fuck-ups. We all so, have. Yeah. We wouldn't be here if we had not fucked up humongously. I have a saying. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to either do it mostly close to excellent or as excellent as possible, or I'm going to really screw it up major. Yeah, major yeah. screw up. But I'm not going to be in the middle. I'm not going to be a mediocre. In. Yeah. You're all in. You're, I'm, yeah, you yeah, bring the shit behind in. you and you go for it. Hell yeah. yeah. Either so. I do it right or I do it wrong. No half-asses. Half-asses. Yep. I hate half-ass. You, you, why waste that time? Like, you, yeah. you, like I I, I'm know. a big thing about like, once you decide to do something, Just do commit. And, and the consistency is where that work ethic happens. Yeah. And you're going to see, like, it's like, it's like working out. It's like yep. doing our podcast yeah. every day. Not all of them are flawless. Sometimes we have technical errors. Sometimes you you're you know not starting at four o'clock. Are you o'clock calling me out? Are you <laughs> calling me out right now? Hey, life happens. It happens. Take yeah. take take action. Yes. Yeah. Take the risk. Yeah. Whatever it is, take the plunge. Whatever it is, for just do it. People always look at you when you've reached the top of the iceberg, right? When you've reached yeah. that success point. But they don't see all the stuff where you messed up on, or at least they don't remember. And that's just to let you guys know. That means you're messing up, and nobody oh. really cares. Right? Yeah. right? Nobody's paying attention to that Th- part. They think that because you reach the top, you you uh, you have done it, and everything is sweet and success. Hell no. Mm-mm. I have uh, a TED Talk that I did a couple of years ago. And I actually say, you know what? You need to realize when you hit bottom. But... Neither your mom, your your husband, your wife, your family is going to tell you, hey, hey, you already hit rock bottom, so it's time for you to get the fuck up the floor and start climbing up the, 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 the whatever it is so you can make it. It's on you to Absolutely. realize when you have hit rock bottom and when it's time to get up and shake it off and continue moving. And on Tuesday, you'll hear the stories, you know, about Hernan's story from... What he, you know, his biggest fuck up. You'll hear Vidal's story, his biggest fuck up. You hear Tide's. Yeah, you'll hear Tide's biggest fuck up. And those are the opportunities that you can actually take back to where your business is and about learn from them and how to not make those fuck ups. Yes. You know, absolutely. and that's, that's the key. Learn and that's from what us. This, that's what this event is about. It's about, you know, really helping people grow their own business. And learning from the mistakes of others. Yeah. You know, that's the key. And the other thing, and it's key in, in my story, one of the biggest things that, that that I faced during that fuck up was accountability. Like not pointing yeah. the finger, you know, when something goes wrong, it's always somebody else's fault. And you're never going to learn from that kind of mentality. It's, if it's always somebody else's fault, what did you learn from this lesson? Like nothing. It's, it's so right? true. On my way from the office to, to today's uh, podcast, I was on the phone with a friend of mine and they were talking about somebody else. And I'm like, dude, they have not learned their lesson. They're still stuck in the past. Mm-hmm. Move on. 
Mm-hmm. Well, it's 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 a honestly, it's a childish mentality. Like, oh yeah, I, I, my kids are small, and when they get in trouble, it's like, well, he did this, or well, she did that. Oh, like, it. it's always like that. At certain point in your life, you you reach a level of maturity where it's, what did I do? Right? It doesn't matter if you were in the car not moving and somebody backed up into you. Like, yes, that person backed up into you, but you were in that position. You were in that spot. Like, there's some sort of accountability that you need to take for yourself. Otherwise, how do you fix it? How do you go forward from Own it. Own it. Own it. Whether it's a bad thing or a good thing, own it. And that's what the, and that's on, sorry, I keep bringing it back to Tuesday. It's okay. Those are all the, these are all the things that, that, that they'll talk about on Tuesday. I'll talk about a fuck up that I did that it cost me close to $3 million. Mm Hmm. Of mine. my own personal money. Yeah, well, I, mine's not that big, but mine is the mine. Essentially, is I ended up going bankrupt. Like it was bad for me. You know, that was yeah. that was the the lowest of the lows for me ever when it comes to finance. Yeah. But it's the best lesson I ever had. It was the most the, the most incredible financial education I ever came across. Yeah. Most successful individuals will teach you through their fuck ups. Mm-hmm. Pretty much every single millionaire, billionaire that it's out there will teach you in their books or in their, in their uh, conferences about their fuck-ups. And that's how you learn. It's actually people leave crumbs around it, so you learn from their mistakes, and hopefully you won't commit them. Yeah. Learn. The learning curve, it shortens. So make sure you... make. Sorry, I'm doing my... Yeah, no, I'm, yeah. I'm doing the promo now. <laughs> make sure you get no. your tickets for Tuesday night. You can either go to um, fuckupnights.com backslash San Diego so you can get your tickets there or you can visit the Business Bros Facebook page and they'll... I think you guys have the have the link up there yeah. that you can actually go up and or buy your tickets there. Go straight to... Where is it going to be? Uh, Korea... I think it's... Korea, Korea, I don't know how to pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> it. Korea... Korea and, Brewing on... It's on the... Por- Corner of Park and Madison and uh, University Heights. So uh, it's a super cool uh, brewery. Yeah, yeah. So, so definitely go. check it out. Tuesday night, six thirty. So once again, you can get your tickets at the Business Bros Facebook page, or you I'm can trying to find the uh, fuckupnights.com backslash San Diego. Oh, we'll have James drop it in the links right here in the show notes too. Yeah. Awesome. So, all right, so let's get into the IRS. Speaking of, of, oh, we'll tell you later. Yeah, speaking of things uh, that get fucked. Interesting up, things. IRS <laughs> here, for example. We got we got some stuff going on. It's tax season right now. There's there's whirlwinds of misinformation going on, and people have ideas of you know deductibility and the IRS says this, and what's the difference between the IRS and the franchise tax board? All kinds of different things. What do you got for us today? We're gonna start with people. Please don't follow the opinions of your neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) Every situation's different. Every Every situation, even if it seems identical, it's different. Mm -hmm. By one cent, by one dollar, by a million dollars, it's different. By an independent, by an age of independent, by all kinds of different things. Don't seek opinions that suit you in your case. Don't, don't, don't. The internet... Not everything on the internet, it's true. Mm-hmm. Please do not follow that. Go to an expert. Go to somebody that knows how to prepare your taxes. If they're doing the taxes uh, out of a garage, <laughs> don't, don't do it. There's actually clinics where they do for free. Mm-hmm. If you are low income, just do it there. Um, that's probably one of the best advices that I can give you uh, not because you don't get a refund, it means that it's wrong. 
I had a case where somebody came into the office and say, hey, um, somebody says that I'm going to get $3,000 in a refund. If you can promise me or guarantee me a four or $5,000 in refund, I'll do the taxes with you. I said, go to the one who's guarantee you the $3,000 because I'm going to do it right. <laughs> yes. And that, that's, a, that's a huge difference, right? Yes. Like, uh, I, I always tell people, be wary of when you ask a generic question, if they give you an exact answer. Because your answer from yeah. every tax professional yes. should always be, it depends. Mm -hmm. Right. It, it always depends. Like I can give you a general ballpark idea right. of what the rules say in this matter. But you're but the answer that I'm going to give you is going to always depend on your particular situation. Right. I mean, I, you know, I made one hundred thousand dollars. Really? OK, well, well, did you make that as a contractor? Did you make that as a W-2? Was it dividend income? Was it you know, there's all kinds of different ways. But no, or not. My, 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 my neighbor told me that I since I made one hundred thousand dollars and I have 20 dependents, yeah. I'm going to get one hundred thousand dollars back from the IRS. Yeah. Well, no, it's not true. Not true. Not, not true. true. Not so, true. you know, it, that's one of those things. The way you earn income makes a big difference. Yes. And that's why, you know, when you just come. At, at somebody and they ask you for your advice it depends is always my tax answer it always comes down to well you know we, we need to really sit down and see what your situation is mm -hmm. because it's going to be different it's going to be and, and don't point. don't try to do the taxes on your own please because also same we are tax preparers you are a tax preparer we are tax preparers and the, the tax code and i'm going to start with some interesting facts from the irs most people think that or know or heard that the tax code is like 3,000 million uh, pages. Well, it's not true. That's a, that's, that's a lie. The tax code, it's comprised of 7,000 pages. And most of it, it's all laws. So the tax code is not as big as we think. So well, 7,000 is still a lot of pages. It is. <laughs> it's mostly a lot of old still laws bombs. that do not apply anymore. Right. Right. So don't try to understand the laws on your own. Most of the time, the IRS will follow court rulings from previous tax cases and things like that. That's how I have precedence on whatever's yes. happening. And as tax preparers, we only prepare the taxes on the information we gather or get from the, from the taxpayer. We calculate it and we prepare the forms so the IRS or the state of California, if you're in California, process your tax return. Now, it's on them to grant the refund or not. Because mm -hmm. sometimes it's like, oh, you told me that I was going to get $3,500 in tax in the refund. Yeah, but you owe the state $7,000 and they collect it. Car yes. parking tickets. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or so child support. It's not or, on us. Yeah. It's yeah. not on us to get your refund we just do the calculations based on the information we get get from you guys absolutely so, so like like uh was it i think it was last week's episode you got to turn in last week because uh hernan said uh you definitely shouldn't get one of those uh paid payday uh, payday, payday loans, loans. Yeah. off the off the tax refund because stuff like that could happen yeah you absolutely. could have some parking tickets and and then what you thought was going to be a refund and you took an advance loan on all of a sudden is not a refund yeah. and and you can't pay back that loan and now you have a debt at a super high interest rate yeah. and and you are aware of those tax uh, parking tickets you are fully aware mm -hmm. and the state of california will collect any some way or the other yeah period any way it possibly can period yes they'll Take away your your refund, a hundred percent of the refund. They don't care. Yeah, and that's what I I give them. I give you know, there's there's things like injured spouse and and other things that we can do to petition 
right? And yeah, but it's I, only after the fact it's that after they the fact. took yeah. the full refund yeah, away. Yeah. So, so in other words, for for those of you who don't know, uh, like let's say you were married to a spouse and 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 this spouse had back child support from a previous marriage. Well, now you're in this marriage, you're filing a joint return. You have part of your refund that you're supposed to be entitled to. That spouse has part of the refund that they're entitled to, but you know that the, yeah. that the IRS or the state is going to take that money. So we can petition the IRS. We can submit a form saying, you know, Mr. or Mrs. IRS, yes. <laughs> please, <laughs> Uncle please Sam. split this refund and give me my portion and take the spouse's portion. But this, it's it's not a guarantee. Yeah, I'm not submitting this form and it's going to happen. This is a petition. It's an option that the IRS has, but you're exactly right. The IRS or the state, the Franchise Tax Board, is going to determine whether or not they're going to give you the money. And guess what? The IRS is the only agency in the United States that can garnish... 80% of your income. And 80% is a lot. And they really don't care if you go homeless. No. They, Period. They, they will, they, but, but you know what? They will only do that in extreme cases. In extreme cases where you do not open the, the, the mail. You've ignored them. You for ignore time, them. Year after year. Do you know what? My experience with the IRS, and I do not work for the IRS. Yeah. Taxpayers okay? do not I work, do for, not the work IRS. for the IRS. But my experience with the IRS has been amazing. They're humans. Mm -hmm. They also commit errors, but they do listen and they understand every case situation. And they do case by case. Compared to the state of California, I'm sorry, but they are. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. I've had the same experience with the state. The state they, is tough. They can care less about you are going to get birth or whatever. They can. They don't care. They complete. They go based on what it's in front of their screen in their call center, and that's it. And that's it. They are not tax experts. They're in a call center. I don't know where, and they don't care. They don't care. Yeah, yeah. I, I've had the same thing. Uh, and, Horrible. And, and the other thing is, is what my experience has been with the IRS is, is they're not. They're delayed. Right, so you might think you get away with something if you're trying to be sneaky or trying to add special dependents or all kinds of different stuff to get you know different types of credits, and you think you get away because the IRS sent you a check. Yeah. You, it's gonna take them a year or two, or sometimes mm -hmm. three, but when they catch up to you, that liability, that tax that you have to pay back, you shouldn't have received it in the first place. They're gonna make you pay that back plus the penalty and interest since that April 15th deadline of yep. that year. And good thing that you mentioned April 15th. People, listeners, April 15th, you are supposed to pay your taxes. Yes. The extension only grants you the extension of a period to file your tax return. The paperwork. The paperwork, okay? Only six months. Pay your taxes on April 15th. Do a quick calculation. Have your tax preparer do a quick calculation and send that tax payment. And what if you don't know if you owe taxes or not? Like, well, that's the whole point is, is you need to have an estimation. Yeah. You, you know where you're at. Like, uh, here's, the, here's the thing about people that have like a 1099 type income, right? Is you're earning income gradually throughout the year. Every time you get a check, part of that check needs to be set aside for taxes. And you can make estimated tax payments to the IRS every single quarter. So it's not like, you know, most people, do they do that? No, they wait till the very end. And then they're like, well, I don't know how much I'm going to pay in taxes. If you've been doing your due diligence ahead of time and setting that money aside, you're issuing that payment ahead of time, you will not have a, a problem. Will you owe at the end? Possibly. Will you get a refund? Now at this point, it's possible that you can get one back. 
but you're still required to make your payments just because you don't get a w-2 and it's taken out of your paycheck you're still responsible for that tax by april 15th right right a hundred percent please send payment and if you don't know if you owe taxes the first thing is that if you had a tax liability on 2018 send for 2019 exactly the same amount of taxes you paid last year yeah period because that's your obligation and it's a good faith yeah okay. it's, it's yeah. a good faith it's obligation. a good faith now if you're a 1099 my recommendation is whatever the 1099 is multiply it by 15 and send that minimum at minimum yes. at minimum so at least if you owe taxes the penalty is going to be smaller when you file your tax return after you file your extension to mm -hmm. file the paperwork It's not an extension to pay taxes. It's an extension to file your paperwork. A lot of people confuse that. Okay, but I got another one for you because I get this one all the time. I heard that the filing deadline is March 15th, not April 15th. March 15th is for corporations. Okay? Don't... Individuals, individuals, Schedule C, if you're a 1099, you will understand April 15th. If it's a Saturday, it moves to the next Monday. If Washington... DC has a holiday and it falls on the same day that the tax returns are due, it extends an extra day for the whole country. Federal purposes, not for the state of California. The state of California is different, but they are ruled under the same guidelines for paying the taxes, which means that you pay your taxes April 15th and you get an automatic extension granted for six more months. Whew. Oh, wow. you, got, you got some myths here, too. I have right? a couple. I have several myths here. OK, okay let's, let's fun. Go, yeah, I, I, let's go into some, into some of these funds, because I know I know, ladies and gentlemen, you know, I understand paying taxes uh, sucks. I, I'm I, gonna, I, I get that. I get that. So let's have some fun with some of these. Myths. Hey, mi comadre me dijo. <laughs> <laughs> My neighbor said that filing taxes is voluntarily. <laughs> If I want to file the taxes, I'll file them. If not, no. You know what? That language, it's on the IRS circular where it says that you are voluntarily to file your taxes. That doesn't mean that you, you, you might file taxes. No, 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 no. The word voluntarily means that it's on you. It's your responsibility to inform the IRS of your income. Okay. All your income. The United States. Worldwide. World. That's what. Yeah. Worldwide income. The United States taxes its residents and citizens on their worldwide income okay meaning that if you live abroad for instance if you live in mexico okay you're still liable to file a tax return in the IRS, in the state of in the united states for all your income compared to mexico if you're a mexican citizen you are supposed to pay taxes only if you reside in mexico for over 183 days So if you only live in Mexico for 180 days, whew, you're safe. You're not paying taxes in Mexico. You're paying taxes where you are the resident of. Now, okay. if I earn, if I'm living in another country, I'm still required to file a U.S. return. Exactly. Right. But the U.S. is also going to give me credit for any foreign tax that I pay in another country. For federal purposes, yes. If you're if you're working, let's say that you work in Mexico but live in the U.S. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that do that as business owners, right? Uh, you get an income, uh, you get a salary or you get dividends or whatever it is that you get from Mexico. For Mexico, you are going to have taxes withheld. Okay, those taxes, you can credit them 
in your tax return in the U.S. for federal purposes only. Not for the state of California or any other state. Those you must pay, unfortunately. Sucks, but it is what it is, right? If you live in California and you enjoy Disneyland, then you have to pay taxes. And, 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 you know, <laughs> speaking of being abroad and stuff like that, this is where we get into that definition of tax evasion and tax avoidance, right? Right. Because there's a big difference, right? That tax, tax evasion is illegal. It is. Right? It is. Tax avoidance, 100% legal. It is. And that's it what is. we try to do as tax repairs is try to avoid paying uh, what you know what uh, a large amount of taxes when we can find legal deductions credits and, and loopholes to get you that's exactly what amazon does facebook uber those mm -hmm. big companies what they do is they avoid taxes by generating revenue abroad mm -hmm. corporations are not supposed to pay taxes on their revenue generated abroad only on the dividends that they receive and bring into the u.s Okay, so that said is Amazon or Facebook, sometimes you see on your credit card from Amsterdam, the payment went to Amsterdam. So they have their servers and their credit card processing in Amsterdam. So that revenue, it's not reported in the U.S. That's avoiding taxes. Evading taxes is telling Uncle Sam that you did not receive dividends in your U.S. account for Dividends, interest, or other other sources of revenue. Or in simple terms is you work at a place and they pay you cash under the table. Ooh, that's not good, though. But that's evasion, right? This that's is, evading this, tax. This is at the, well, you can get paid cash under the table. That's not a problem. That's to completely mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. It's when it comes time to file your tax return and you say, I didn't make any money this year. Yeah. That is evasion. And some, as a business owner, when you bring this back to a bigger context... As a business owner, you may not want to avoid all of your taxes because mm -hmm. you may want to use some of that money to help your business grow or to do certain things in your business. But mostly is because most lenders can care less about your financial statements. They're going to base your ability of repaying those loans based on your tax return, mm -hmm. unfortunately. And if you say, well, but I make good money. Yeah, but your financials on your tax return say that your revenue was $100,000. You're not subject to getting a loan. Yeah, you don't qualify. You don't. But you made $2 million. Well, you evaded taxes for $1,900,000. <laughs> the, yeah, the IRS will catch up, really. Uh, if they have a little bit of suspicion, they'll start digging. Mm -hmm. And if they walk into your office or they go around your office and your Maserati is sitting outside and you own the building under a shelter corporation and things like that, they're going to subpoena you. Yes. If you fuck up with the IRS, they go after you. Okay. Be very clear. Be transparent. Have tax strategies. Tax strategies are not illegal. No. And as long as you use a tax code to strategize, they're not illegal. Right. Period strategize before paying taxes not the day that you're going to pay the taxes this is a proactive strategy be proactive in the u.s u.s is the biggest uh tax paradise in the world the united states that's why we have seven thousand pages in the tax code because mm -hmm. each one of those laws or is is a loophole or a credit or some legal it, it, way to avoid is. paying the united a, a states tax. is the biggest tax paradise in the world if you know how to use the tax code that's and that's why it's there's so much, you know, when you talk about being a preparer versus p planning for your taxes, 
That's why there's a lot of times the preparers will just do the taxes and be like, oh, by the way, you owe $3,000. Because it's a reactive yeah. approach. Yeah. Yeah. So unless you actually talk with somebody that knows how to help plan your taxes and help to figure out what your income is going to look like at the end of the year so that you're not having to just write a check when you sit down with your preparer, you want to talk to that individual. Yes. You know, we help that. We help people like that. I know Hernan helps with people like that. So it's about, it's not just about preparing the taxes. It's about planning them out over the course of the year. So you're not hit, hit with this huge tax bill and, at the end of the year. And I've had clients walk to me, go into our office and say, Hey, um, my, my, uh, profit for this year is $5 million and uh, I don't want to pay taxes. Can you help me? Well, I can help you, but you know, your bill is going to be the amount my attorney is going to cost me <laughs> the amount of possible bail from federal prison mm -hmm. and the amount of the revenue that I'm going to lose for going to jail, for going to jail, for doing something wrong for you, for my family. So if you're, if you're willing to pay all that, I might, I might Consider help you. <laughs> yes, but yeah. no, no. So, that, and that's really what it comes down to is, is it, it knowing when to ask for help. If you're, if you're asking me to prepare your return, it's already happened. Yeah. That year has closed. That that there you anything. cannot very very few things that you can do in the in the new year before April 15th that will affect the prior year. And there's like, you know, a minuscule amount of things that you can I do. I think that the only so, thing if huh? I, if I'm hearing you right, what you're saying is if you want to avoid paying taxes in 2021, start planning today yeah. in 2020. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And and you're paying taxes in 2021 for the tax year of 2020. Yes. Yeah. But you need to be proactive. You, you, you can do tax planning when you're doing your tax return, the day that you're doing your tax return. There's a lot of accountants are there out there that will prepare their client's tax return and say, hey, you owe $25,000 in taxes, by the way, this year. Uh, we'll sit down next year and review your, your tax uh, strategy. They never do it. Run from them. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it runs both ways, right? I mean, it goes yeah. both ways because you don't, you as a business owner, should be thinking about your tax strategy you. throughout the year, right? It's on Every you. single quarter, you're reviewing your PL. Every month, you should be reviewing your PLs. But but when you're reviewing your PLs, you should be noticing: Are we making a lot of money this month? We're making a lot of money this month. Okay. What is what do we what do we need to do? Do we need to spend some money, reinvest, go back into our company? What are we gonna do with this types of funds? If if that's the if that's the yeah. approach, or are you trying to maybe you know like you said you're gonna buy a, a major building or something? Now you're looking at okay, well we're gonna have slush funds. What are we gonna do? The point is. It doesn't you, you if you wait until January to meet with your tax preparer for the previous year, you're you're toast. Be there's, proactive. There's be nothing proactive. you can do. Uh, and and again, if you're a business owner, don't assume that everything that comes out of your checkbook, it's an expense deductible for tax purposes. It's not. If you buy a car and you pay it in full, guess what? If you pay twenty five thousand dollars for that car, you cannot deduct twenty five thousand dollars out of your tax return that year. Period. Correct me. In your I mind, you're thinking that, oh, I already generated a $25,000 expense for the business. Well, yeah, over five years, period. Correct me if I'm <laughs> wrong, too, with the changes in the tax code, with the Trump changes in the tax code, all the a lot of the deductions aren't, the amount that you're getting as an individual usually outweighs all the little minor deductions yeah, that you're so taking yeah. now. The standard deduction, it, it's changed. The same thing with the exemption. So it used to be that, you know, each individual person on your return helped your return. So people were throwing on Theos, Diaz, cousins, dogs, yeah. and everything <laughs> yeah. on the return because yes. it would help. 
now it doesn't it, it doesn't affect you like that. It doesn't matter how many people you have in return. It's mm-hmm. not going to affect you. The other thing is uh, people used to itemize when they would have their mortgage deductions, their tax, mm-hmm. state and tax. Now you're, you're capped. It's like $10,000 for your state and local income tax with your property taxes and then your mortgage interest. And oftentimes what you're talking about is once you add all these things up, the standard deduction is going to be more than the itemized. So you're yeah. you're taking advantage of the one that's bigger and it's yeah. the one but that's all that there's strategies uh, but and yeah and that's, that's only for all so that there's strategies yeah but you're the the lady who's preparing the tax returns out of her garage it's not going to know the strategy to maximize your mortgage interest and your uh, property taxes period mm-hmm. that's it and we always, we always <laughs> encourage to talk to someone versus just doing it from a computer or yeah you know it's like Oh, we could just go down to Office Depot and buy a box and put that bug. That I mean, you dicks. can, you can, you can write your own. If return. it's a simple tax yeah, return, if it's yeah. a simple tax return, I got yeah. you know, I got students, seventeen years old, maybe yeah. two W twos. By all means, you know, and and I tell them in class, I'm like, don't pay anybody to do your tax return. We're yeah. gonna do it here in class, and we're gonna yeah, get it done. And it's gonna be a learning experience for you. And that's amazing, right? Because it, it, at least you can walk through. You understand. Yeah. We're gonna explain. But it. like, if you're a business owner, don't or, do it. Yeah, don't. don't, don't no, no. And, and there's another myth here that says that. Uh, students don't pay taxes. Well, <laughs> you, everybody pays taxes if it's over a certain amount. Right. This right. year is twelve thousand two hundred dollars or something like yeah. that. And I try to keep it so, simple. I'm like, look, did you make ten grand? Yes. Wow. Okay. Then we need to have a discussion. Did you make ten grand? No. Okay. Well, it's going to be a little bit easier for you, right? Are you required to? Probably not. But let's file. Let's, let's get that withholding. That yeah. exactly. Withholding back. Let's see the W two and if they would help personal taxes which is the federal income tax then prepare the tax return to get the refund yeah. I, so case in point i prepared my first return today for one of my students came in with one w-2 it was like less than eight thousand dollars um and we had a good discussion about the allowances because when we finished right i mean i saw it right away but when we finished it was going to be a 15 dollar refund <laughs> right oh. and i mean it's not worth your paying anybody to do it right we got it done but it was it allowed us to have this conversation about look at these allowances what do they mean when you fill out a w4 how exactly. do they affect your tax return Updated. and and right now when you're young it means nothing it's not a big deal but when you get a little bit older now all of a sudden we're like okay well how are these things going to affect you, you know it's hey. funny because what wh- even when I was young, you know, when I was younger, I would use the withholdings as a savings account. Yeah. You know what don't, I mean? Don't do that. I know, but it's people do. Because, no, you don't, don't do that. It's funny because he, he gets the same response that I get. And, and I, I advise that for certain people. And it's and it's funny because yeah you're like how the hell are you what? Gonna, you're are financing you gonna... the government for free exactly no I get it I completely understand financing Uncle Sam for free I get that but there's know that but no, there are people who have there, horrible savings yes capabilities and there's and, so many people out there you know let's bring this really down yes. to practical like usage right most people don't care if you're fi- financing the um, that's what they don't if realize if, if you're financing the government for free what they care about is that at the end of the year they can buy at, after they get their tax refund that they can buy their new TV, their new TV, or they can buy their new car, they can buy their Disneyland passes, guys. right, <laughs> right, <laughs> whatever that is. And for them, in that in their mind, that's a lot easier yeah. 
than having to like, oh wait, I have to save twenty five dollars for my new fridge or fifty dollars for my. If you give them the cash, they won't do well, it. But, that's right. the biggest deal. You know, that's the biggest deal. And I, I and it's funny because every time I share that strategy, because I do that with my parents, uh-huh. right? My parents they get extra withholdings, and we do it on purpose because they're not great savers yeah. otherwise. Right. But every time I share that strategy, all my tax preparer family, anybody who's in that space. I get hosed. No, that's it. Giving them an interest free loan. No, like, and well, that's, I understand but that. People, but I did that, and I'll be completely transparent with that. You know, it's like I'm not a good saver. Yeah, but you I mean, did now that. I've learned. And there's the other opposite side of the of the uh, coin where it says that some people go exempt 99 dependents to get no tax withholding for federal and state purposes and then at the end of the year when they prepare the tax return it's like why do i owe five thousand dollars well <laughs> right you have no money taken so, out right yeah, and yeah. that's and but that's that's for me is you have to, but that's all planning yes you know and that's all, strategy all that's and planning, planning and strategy and, and, and like i knew what i was doing on that w4 yes you know, I knew that I wanted to use it as a savings account. Yes. And so for me, it was easier than trying to save. Oh, let me save my twenty five dollars every yeah. month to buy my new TV at the end of the year. Exactly. You know what I mean? No, yeah. I one hundred percent agree. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and it's funny because without it, I would I would get hosed when I would yeah. do that strategy. And and my argument to them was always the same thing. You understand the value of having that interest free loan given to the government, right. right? What you can do with that time with that money owed, right? There's a big difference. I and and we completely understand, but the customer, the end consumer, doesn't. Right. And because they don't understand that when I'm sitting down with them, I'm looking at what is it that you want to achieve? Mm -hmm. If you want to achieve that TV or buy a new car or whatever it is at the end of the year, then let me force you to do it without, you know, literally forcing you to do it. We're going to fill out one form and now it's done. And I know at the end of the year I can project your refund's going to be eight, nine, ten thousand dollars, whatever it's going to be. And you've achieved this goal. And now I look like a superhero because I help them get that thing that they wanted to get to especially with w-2 employees because Mm -hmm. then you can actually do like oh i want to save for my ira and it pulls it right out of your check Mm -hmm. i want to save for my you know my 401k or i want to save for this so many employers have those options and you don't even see it so you know ultimately that's it out of sight out of mind just your bank has that option your bank yeah as soon as the check or the direct deposit hits your account the Automatic. bank takes it out. Yeah, that's how I have my personal. That's, yeah. that's the easiest way to start a savings habit. And it's like you said, and you can look at it the other way too. There are people who are like, I'm never going to give Uncle Sam any of my money. And they, they put their exemptions high and they do all that stuff. And you know what? They put that money away themselves. They mm-hmm. put it to work. And it that's earns cool. interest and that's great. Yeah. And they wait till apps, you know, April 15th at 11:59 to electronically make that payment. But they do it. Right. And yeah, that's right. a different type of mentality. And right. that's OK, too. That's a it different is. kind of strategy. And that's all planning. Exactly. <laughs> you got to figure planning. out the best way. Like for me, it was having them take it out, you know, at the front end because yeah. I know I'm not a good saver. I mean, now I am. But back when I was in college and when I was like, you know, working my first job and, you know, all this, I knew I wanted that new car. or I knew that wanted that new TV or whatever it was. Yeah. So for me, it was easier just to be like, OK, just take more out. So I know I'm getting a refund at the end of the yeah. year. And I, 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 and I, I love the W4 strategy. I've used it before to help people get out of debt. Like, oh, I'm yeah. like, look, you need to pay these credit card bills. Let's line up all your debts. Let's let's laser focus. We need to find an extra 100, 200 bucks. Guess what? It's in your refund. It's there yeah. already. Let's adjust your W4. Mm-hmm. Let's find that money to come in your paycheck. And now we can allocate it to do yeah. the debt. But you're one of the few good ones that helps taxpayers with their W4. Not everybody 
ups, updates their W four every year. Yeah. yeah. They based on whatever they want to do or accomplish for that year. And that hurt a lot of people when the tax laws changed. Oh yeah. Yeah, but because the 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 when the tax laws changed, the 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 purpose was to incentivize the economy mm-hmm. by generating more out cash in the in the economy yes so people were supposed to take more in their paycheck than before yes and more i mean 10 15 percent more based on the unless withholdings but you had to be proactive and change it yes that's it but that's the thing is most people uh, you're right they didn't and then i remember i mean when that time when that law changed and i had to explain to people who were used to getting a refund every year like you, you didn't can't. make the change, but at least, but it changed a little based on the tax uh, uh, bracket, and they took a little bit home, meaning that instead of getting a check at the end of the year for two thousand dollars, they spread that over yes, the twelve months. Yes, yes. And the thing is that they didn't realize that. Right. Well, they did. See, when eh. the tax laws changed and they saw a bigger paycheck, they were ecstatic and they yes. were happy. But when they filed their return at the end of the year and their refund yeah. wasn't where it's supposed to be, they were pissed off and that president what? screwed yeah. us. Right, <laughs> right. But, you know, it's just, it's just again, it's, it's perspective, it's understanding, it's education, and, and knowing that you're still making the same amount of money, right. you're still paying the same amount yeah. of taxes. Actually, you paid less in income tax. If right. I showed them, you paid less in income tax. It's just you got your money throughout yeah. the year. Yes, and you, you did not plan because you did not know. Yeah, exactly. Period. Ooh, we got another myth? Another myth. Let's talk about cannabis. Oh. You know what? People think that illegal activities are not taxable. <laughs> Ask Al Capone. Right. <laughs> Al, Al Capone was, was uh, uh, caught by tax evasion, not yes. meaning that he wasn't paying the taxes. Not for he murder, was, not for bootlegging, not he for... Was, <laughs> he was preparing taxes, but he did not report all of it. Now, illegal activities are taxable. Absolutely. Are taxable. And there is a special circular from the IRS. Circulars are, in addition to the tax code, it's probably the procedures that the IRS inform the taxpayers on yeah. how to pay their taxes. It's like a manual. Yes. And it's called a 260A circular where he tells you to illegal activity individuals, drug dealers, cannabis, people that are doing illegal activities, how to pay their taxes. You're supposed to pay your taxes. So at least if you're caught for doing that stuff, you don't go to prison additionally for tax evasion. Yeah. So it's very interesting that, that there's a code, there's actually a circular based on cases where People have been defended and say, hey, yes, okay, I'll pay you taxes, but at least grant me some deductions. If you're telling me that my revenue, the income that I generated from selling drugs, it's taxable, allow me to deduct certain things. Obviously, you can deduct your airplane or your car or Mm. your clothing as other companies, but those are legal businesses, but you can deduct the cost of acquiring the illegal products. So in other words, your ordinary necessary expenses? Not ordinary necessary expenses. Only the cost to acquire the product that you're selling. Oh, so that's let's, new to me. Let's See, say that... I didn't know that. Let's say that you, you, you are in the cannabis industry, but you're not licensed or mm-hmm. you don't have a license from the state. You're doing it illegally. You're doing it illegally. So, and you sell 100 little bags or whatever, mm-hmm. okay? So how much... That it cost you to get those bags. 
Uh, that's what I can deduct. Ten dollars, and you're selling it for twenty, or thirty, or forty. I don't know. Whatever uh, the market. Whatever is. the market is. So the difference. That's your profit. That's what you're going to pay taxes on. But you cannot deduct. Oh, do you know what? Let me deduct my mileage to go and drop them <laughs> or go and pick them. You can't. Let me deduct the meals and meals that I had with the client. All the, all the Cheetos. <laughs> the, the, the munchies. You cannot deduct those. Okay? Only the cost of acquiring the product or the service that you're providing illegally. Hmm. That's, that's basically what the circular says. Now, people that have a legal license for the cannabis industry in the state of California, they must follow two rules. One for federal purposes, which is a 268, and the other one is the state of California, which is, since it's a legal activity, you can actually deduct anything that is necessary and ordinary to do that activity. So in the state that it's legal in, when you file the yes. state return, their, their laws are a little bit different, so yes. we, can, we can treat it like a legitimate business exactly. at that point. If but the legal. IRS does not recognize it purposes, because the federal no. government does not recognize it. For that, there's a lot of strategies. If you own a license, you must have at least four or five corporations where you're going to be reducing your tax liability. And, <laughs> and if uh, we have experience in the cannabis industry, because uh, yes. we've actually... We were um, in the cannabis one of our, industry. One of our... One of our fuck ups was, <laughs> get, was getting into the cannabis industry. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so we realized it's not our industry. <laughs> so we got out of it. Learned pretty yeah. Good. yeah. And, um, but, um, so that's one of the things we have knowledge of. We yeah. do, do have knowledge of the accounting for the cannabis industry, the tax laws, the tax implications. So, um, if you're in the cannabis industry, that's good to know. To we, got, we do have clients in the in the cannabis industry. Yeah. So it'd be good to know. I'm sure. I'm sure there's always they're always looking for people who are who have that knowledge base. Yeah, yeah. I would strategize. You need to strategize in that industry. Absolutely, especially it's cash heavy. Yes. 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 <laughs> Another myth. One more myth. Let's do one more myth. If I file my taxes late and I pay interest and late fees, the government or the tax agency will never audit me or look at me. <laughs> I hear this all the time. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not going to get audited. I paid, I paid this year. I paid late taxes. <laughs> I paid late fees and interest. So that they're good. They're, happy. they're good. Yes, because I'm paying them more than what they were asking for. <laughs> Come on. It's not a tip. It, no, 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 no. Here, thank you. Thank thank you. you. No, hey, no, 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 no. It doesn't hey, work like that. Me. This one's on me. Yes, yes. It doesn't work like that. No. Pay the taxes on time. At least send 90, 80% or whatever it is. Sales tax. We had somebody that said that to us. Oh, my accountant. My accountant told me that if I file late and pay them late fees and interest, they would never audit me. So you're late on purpose. Yes. Because they want money. That's what they want. That, that's exactly the, the strategy. And I ask, are you paying your accountant for that advice? <laughs> <laughs> So how do we generate an audit? I mean, what's what's the what's the how, how's the audit usually like generated? I mean, I know there's no magic. The, like, there's actually for no that, but. no no magic. Interesting fact: only one point two percent of individuals in 2018 were audited. So imagine how many tax returns they're filed. Yeah. And to be in the one point eight percent ratio, it's like you have very bad luck. Yeah. But it's not bad luck. You, if your revenue it's $100,000, $80,000, and your expenses are $200,000, be congruent, okay? 
the IRS is going to know, oh, well, he made $80,000 but lost $200,000. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You, you, How did you pay for your saying, living? Yeah, you're saying you have to have a business that has the intent to make a profit? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a hobby. Yeah. It's an intent. Yeah. Three years of losses for a business, the IRS will consider it as a hobby. Yeah. And you're screwed because they're going to go back. They're going to audit you. So don't cause those problems on you. Don't generate fake businesses. Oh, uh, you know what? I registered for Amway or for this Merke yeah. or whatever those America stuff. Uh -huh. And I pay my dues and let me generate a loss. Okay, generate a loss the first year. Second year, uh, did you do anything? No, but let me put it because I pay my dues, my fees. Third year, same. It's not a business. It's a hobby. It's an intention. Mm -hmm. Okay, don't, don't write that off. And, you know, even in, you know, he talks about, you know, we talk about tax avoidance. Everyone thinks, oh, I'll just open up a corporation in a different state or yeah, I'll just open yeah. do this or I'll just do that. That stuff, there are ways with that. But in California, it's really, really hot, difficult. Yeah, if you're going to do that, your, if you, yeah. yeah, if you're not going to do that and you're in California, don't do Delaware and Nevada because they cross reference. They cross information and... If, if you open a Nevada corporation, you're in California, do it at least right. Don't give your, your vendors your W-9 with your California address. <laughs> yeah. Please. Oh, please. Yeah. Or your Delaware address. Uh, Oops. <laughs> at least if you're going to cheat, do it right. Yeah. Right? I live right. in Mexico. What's your number? 619. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Oh, my, it's, I have a Nevada corporation, but my address is in San Diego, California. <laughs> Oh, come on, yeah. please, yeah. no, no. All right, guys. <laughs> I, I always have fun with taxes. I'm one of those weird people that, that finds it you know, interesting and I want to learn more stuff. Uh, I'm going to invite you for international taxes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the international side, that is not my cup of tea. I'm throwing it out there. Those are but, fun. Uh, yeah, that's not... That, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send them over to you for that You went a quick fact about new tax laws in Mexico? What? Hey, listen. If you're an accountant in Mexico, which we are, also, I have to inform the IRS in Mexico of any possible idea of me and my clients creating a tax strategy. Oh, you have to disclose. Yes. So if I have a meeting with you in my office in Mexico and we strategize for tax purposes, I am obligated to inform the IRS in Mexico about that possible, even though I do not implement it that you and I had that conversation. Because if somebody else in that meeting calls the IRS in Mexico... Your license is revoked. Uh, forget about that. I get a, a penalty of a, a million pesos first. Second, I can be thrown in prison immediately. All my assets will be seized and liquidated until I'm proven innocent. Oh, by okay. that time, you're uh, done. Oh, wait, there's it more. Worse? It gets worse. Once you're done and defended, and if you get out of prison, the government can tell you, well, Mr. Espinosa, your assets were 1 million pesos, okay, at the time of us liquidating it. But we believe, and it's our belief, that your assets were not worth a million pesos, even though we liquidated them at million pesos. Here's... 10 pesos for your assets. We're even. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Have a nice life. Yes.
So the point of the story is <laughs> 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 Uncle Sam is not so cruel. <laughs> it's not. No. It's not. Be proactive. Communicate. Communicate. If you owe taxes, just call them and say, hey, you know what? I can't pay you. I offer them $10, $20. They'll work with you. They really, yeah, we've had, they yeah, really plans, work with there's you. all kinds. There's really tons of there. We've helped tons of our tons of our clients. You know, we've helped. I've, I've saved one individual one million dollars. But you got to talk. You just got to talk with them. Yep. For a thousand dollars, they paid the IRS a thousand dollars for a tax liability of a million dollars. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, if you know the rules of the game, you will have a better chance of winning it's all about knowing the rules and taxes is just one of the rules of the game and do your due diligence don't hire those companies that oh pay dollars set pennies on the dollar oh if you owe more ten thousand dollars have a conversation find out uh invictus advisors their contact information james is going to throw it on the screen so make sure you guys hit them up sorry james we missed you on the the, the video today really if it's not us or 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 not find somebody that is trustworthy mm-hmm. please please don't 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 play with that yeah it's it's something you don't want to play with it's like if you're having a heart attack you're not gonna perform open heart surgery yourself no, are absolutely. you absolutely so just just be do it the right way yes all right ladies and gents reminder we got 100 sweaters 100 hoodies 100 blankets whatever we're looking for to get to 100 if you guys got anything hit james up 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com He's also the insurance guy, so hit him up for all your insurance needs. And, of course, on Tuesday, we're going to be having our fuck-up nights, telling our stories about things that we messed up on. Come on out. Join us. It's fun. It's going to be a fun event. at a brewery. Grab a drink. Listen to the stories and learn something. I'm that's, proud of my fuck-ups. That's right. We are. We wear, them, we wear them on our sleeves, right? Well, James wears his heart on his sleeve. I got scars. <laughs> I got scars. Oh, that's why me them. and James are so much alike. Yeah. Because I wear them on too. <laughs> all right, ladies and gents, that's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye. Bye-bye. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.